The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. everybody it is thursday september 7th 2023 and it is indeed a heck of a morning we are live on the mma fighting twitter spaces you can hear the show in its entirety shortly thereafter on the mma fighting podcasting network what's going on everybody i am mike heck hope you're all having a great week hope you're all getting excited for a busy weekend in the world of combat sports we got ufc 293 going down on saturday We've gone through media day. We've gone through the press conference. The press conference happened super early this morning, and it was pretty much what you expected it to be for the most part. Outside of Minel Kopp and Israel Adesanya getting after it, Minel Kopp just firing strays at poor Kai Car France, who's in the crowd. That forces Izzy to stand up, and then Manel stands up, and they start trading barbs back and forth, and Taito Ivasa just sitting in the middle of them all flustered, like, just shut the hell up. Relax, dudes. Let's just get through this. And it was wild. I don't know what this did for the pay-per-view itself. Did it make you want to buy it more? Like, what's the payoff between Menel Kopp and Israel Adesanya? There really is none. And I'm kind of curious to get your reactions to sort of the vibes check on Menel Kopp. Is that a good look? Did that make you more excited to see him? Do you think he's maybe overlooking his opponents? Because I got to say, 
longtime MMA fighting folks uh, who have been around since I started with the website a few years back, you are all very aware how high I was on Minel Cop when the UFC signed him, how high I continue to be on Minel Cop. But I got to say, I don't love the energy. I don't love it. It's just, he's a confident dude, but he just kind of feels like he's just unhinged right now. And that's just, he gets heated close to fights, but I, it just, I don't know. I don't, I don't love the energy. I don't love the energy. Now we do have the watch party coming up on Saturday and I'm a man of my word that I will play some bets for the sake of entertainment purposes for the watch party. And I do have a lot of exposure on that fight. I pretty exposed on Minel Cop. I got Minel Cop winning by KO, TKO, DQ in minus 135. I have Cop Dos Santos under two and a half. I have Cop in two parlays. I'm very exposed. And I still feel confident that he will beat Felipe Dos Santos. But if he was fighting Kai Car France and all that energy came out, I don't know if I'd be as confident. I honestly don't know if I would be as confident, but I don't know. Maybe this creates Minel Cop 2.0 or something. Like, not that he really needs it, but maybe this energy will take him up a notch. I don't know. I just thought it was very weird and kind of strange. I get his frustration having all these fights booked with some high-ranked guys, and they're all falling out for one reason or another, but I don't know. Just didn't love the energy from him, but maybe that's just me. Maybe you guys feel differently about that. But Izzy and Strickland had the face-off, and that was what, everything I expected it to be. I'm not sure how much more interest that press conference gave to the card, if that makes you feel any better about things. So uh, let's get right into this thing. Let's hear what you guys have to say about everything going on in the world of mixed martial arts. Dana White said a bunch of stuff. We had the Contender Series since we last spoke. We've had a lot happen since we last spoke. So a couple of main events just announced. Uh, so let's just go and get right into it. Slip and roll. Let's go. What's up? Hey, Mike. How's it going, man? Good, how are you? Uh, so I'm just going to keep it uh, limited to the press conference, actually. So what do you? I, I want to ask two questions on the press conference. So what do you think about how Izzy handled the situation between Minio Cup and uh, Kai Kai fans? I just kind of felt like Izzy was like not like he wanted to do it, but like it looked like he was sealing the shine of his teammate like it, he could have just let it happen but he kind of wanted to interfere i don't know what was that about and like considering Kape is pretty small considered to him and also one more question um so i do believe adesanya this is an easy one for him uh and i kind of want to know what do you think will happen to strickland after this uh okay so I'll start with the presser because I think at first, and maybe uh, maybe my armchair psychology is trash, but at first it just seemed like when Izzy stood up and like started talking, he was just trying to sort of diffuse the situation. And I don't think he expected Manel to kind of come after him the way that he did and, and just keep on going and kind of turning things up a notch. And then, of course, when it's your teammate and your friend and all of that, and you have a long-standing relationship with somebody, you can go one of two ways. You can either continue to diffuse the situation 
uh, as best you can, or it just gets to the point where you just have to stand up for your guy. So I don't really blame Izzy for that. So, like, this has nothing to do with that. But, like, look, I'm 40 and I don't fight. Like, my fighting days are over. Um, you know, I, I'm too old to be getting in scraps. You know, I got too much to lose. So Tuesday, we played, like, a softball scrimmage. It was just, like, a bunch of dudes. Like, one team just wanted to play a bunch of people. Um, so I was asked to play. And we're playing this team, and we – I mean, we just put the wood to them in one inning and took a big lead on them. So the guy who was running this, like, Island of Misfits team was like, Mike, play second base. I was like, all right, whatever. I usually play short for, for my team. And things are getting a little heated because there was some bad umpiring. There was some home cooking, if you will. So the one left-handed hitter on the team gets up to the plate and he hits a rocket in between first and second. And I don't know what came over me, but I, like, laid out. Snagged the grounder from my knees on the grass, threw the dude out at first. Which is cool. But the problem is, the guy who's running down first base, the first baseline, bumped into the first baseman. And the first baseman plays for my team, and he's a fucking big mouth. And, of course, he shoves the dude, and I'm like... God damn it. Are you shitting me right now? And then, I mean, this team is a bunch of big fucking jack guys. So they all come running over to my guy, and I'm like, God damn it. So they're pushing and shoving. So I'm just like, what do I do right now? I'm like, I'm going to have to, like, go if I, if, if I need to. But my, my thing was, like, I'm going to try to defuse the situation. So I don't know why I did this, but I went over to this – giant guy and i like put my forearm in his chest and i'm just like hey i'm like i got a question he's like what i'm like did you see the play i just made did you just see that that was a sick play and i and I, I like disarmed him completely disarmed him and he was just like he tried he, he like tried not to laugh but he started like snickering a little bit i'm like dude we're playing it's not even a real softball game like we're scrimmaging with a bunch of dudes like relax I was like, he shouldn't have shoved him, but, like, just chill out. And, like, that one little comment just, like, unarmed everybody. So I was like, oh, thank God, because I don't want to be, like, breaking up fights with a bunch of dudes. Uh, so that was, like, my thing. But, you know, if, if it didn't defuse the situation, like, you have to take another step and you have to, like, defend your guy. And I think that's what Izzy kind of did. And that's a weird roundabout way of trying to say that. On the other end, what happened to Sean Strickland? Nothing. Nothing happens to Sean Strickland. He will just continue fighting up-and-coming 85ers in Apex main events. Like, here's the thing about Sean, and he said it a lot this week. The title means nothing to him. It means nothing. It means more money. But other than that, like, the title is not going to define Sean Strickland. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm here to be the greatest middleweight champion of all time. You think Sean Strickland cares about being the greatest middleweight champion of all time? Does that... Do you feel like that strikes him in any way? No. So there is, to me, this dude has got nothing to lose. I mean, absolutely nothing to lose. He's going to lose this fight unless something insane happens. But, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he's going to keep talking. He's going to keep being Sean Strickland. And he's just going to keep fighting. So, like, he is not, he's playing with house money up the wazoo. And if he somehow wins this fight, 
it would be the most insane thing I've ever seen. It would just be nuts. But nothing really happens to him. He just continues on his path of just getting in there and punching dudes in the face, like living the life he wants to live. So, yeah, nothing happens to him. Uh, let's go to Toke. What up, Toke? All right, let's move on. Uh, try again, Toke. I don't know why it's not getting through. Tristan, hello. Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Yes. All right, Mike, um, I want to talk about uh, Rose Namajunas. Um, I did read the article from Damian Martin, and, um, you know, it cleared up a lot of things that um, we all had questions about. Um, I was hearing a lot, especially, like, on Twitter and um, other social media outlets of, you know, uh, she's too small, well, she's not strong enough. She, um, she put on a little bit of muscle, but not a lot. Um, things of that nature, and um, Rose pretty much uh, cleared up everything and pretty much answered all the questions I had about it. And I, you know, it makes sense. Um, she she says she's not she's not going to back down to one fifteen. The weight cut was too hard, um, kidney shutting down, and things of that nature. So she's like, I'm not doing that. I'm staying at one twenty five. Now, the only thing I probably and who am I? I'm not a fighter or anything like that. But the only thing I would have kind of suggest I was like, maybe you should not have took that in my um, a known fight and for for somebody lower. Um, I give it a case in point is um, Alexa Grasso, right? So looking at Alexa Grasso, when she was at strawweight, um, I think she made her strawweight debut back in 2020. I think she fought Young Jung Kim, um, and that was back in 2020. So it took her about three years. She had in between that she had four fights, and she just built her way up, and then finally got the fight against um, Valentina Shevchenko and then won it, right? So I think that's the only thing. I, I thought I think she should have fought like somebody fought like, I mean, I know she's booked, but fight somebody like Viviana Arajo or Casey O'Neill. Like, I think I, I like her in that fight against Casey O'Neill, right? Because how good and technical she is as a striker and using her, utilizing her footwork, you know, and, you know, I give her a good chance in those fighters just to build her way up. And as she's gaining muscle to fill into that role, I think that was also mentioned on uh, on one of you guys on the podcast or so. I forgot who said it, but something like that. And then I think she would have done much better than that. But other than that, everything she had said, you know, I was like, okay, it cleared up a lot of things for me. And then as far as Trevor Whitman was concerned, that made sense too. Trevor Whitman had just had co had uh, cornered Justin Gaethje in that fight against Dustin Poirier. I think. Uh, you know, Trevor really wanted to put a lot of attention on Justin Gaethje. Rose was like, let me, let me fall back. You know, because, that, you know, if you think about it, what I think that card was in August or the end of July or something like that. So, you know, she didn't want to disrupt that between Trevor Whitman and Justin Gaethje. So, but they, like she said, in um, according to the article and according to her Instagram Live when she was speaking, that they were also in constant communication. So, um, you know, with that, and, you know, that's why he wasn't there, but always uh, in constant communication and a lot of people make an assumption as well as Pat Berry not trying to, you know, interfere with that. And I don't think that's true either. It doesn't make any sense. So um, with her and Trevor Women, I, I expect Trevor Women to be there for the next fight. I don't think, I think she's going to come back, uh, you know, maybe end of the year possibly, or maybe next year until, you know, the, the pinkies healed. I don't think she, there's any structural damage or anything of that nature. So, 
I think I think she's going to be okay. I think I think, and that just boosts up the flyweight division even more. So having her in the fold, and I think she will do those things, gain the muscle, and be better for it. So, just your thoughts about um, what uh, Doug Rose had to say about what happened and um, clearing up a lot of the questions that we had. Thanks, Mike. I mean, it was smart. It was smart to go out and just kind of answer those questions because I'm sure she heard a bunch of stuff about it. And I don't, I don't agree with the whole she should have fought somebody else. She was competitive. And she, she wrecked that finger like immediately in that fight. She won the third round, in my opinion, after going back and rewatching it. Two of the judges agreed. And the other two rounds, like, I, I thought Fiora won those two rounds, but it's not like she got the doors blown off of her in either round. And, like, having her fight Viviani Arujo, like, makes it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, this isn't – she makes, like, too much money to, like – she has to be put in those, in those spots. And we're talking about, like, house money and stuff. Yeah, it sucks to lose back-to-back fights. You lose the title in one of the worst fights ever. Go up to a new weight class, try this new challenge, and you lose. But again, the injury didn't get the doors blown off of her. She feels like she wasn't too small. There are a lot of things that kind of weren't in her, in her favor. And the loss uh, stings, but Rose Damion is still, right now, is the biggest star in the flyweight division. And she's had one fight. She's a bigger star than Valentina Shevchenko. She's a bigger star than Alexa Grasso. She's not out of the title picture. At all. She could just get a win against a top five opponent and she's back in. Now, I don't know if we're going to see her again this year. I'd be kind of surprised. But just do the Jessica Andrade trilogy fight. Like, I know Jessica's fighting Mackenzie Dern in November. Like, I know. No doo-doo here. But Jessica Andrade, like, fights every three months. So, like, win or lose, just throw him in there. Do it at 125. Just let him fight. Let's settle that rivalry that can headline a fight night on the road. There's a whole bunch of things you could do with Rose. So, she'll be fine. I'm glad she addressed what she had to address. And, you know, usually she – and I think that's a really good sign. Because usually when Rose loses, like, you know, she might jump on the MMA hour or something. But for the most part, she just kind of, like, is a ghost. And you don't hear from her at all. But the fact that she was willing to come out the next day or two days later and answer all those questions, feeling pretty good and being pretty good spirits despite the loss, like I think that's a really good sign. I think it's a really good sign. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, Toke, we got you. What's up? Yeah, I got a call at the exact same time as you pulled me in. So uh, that's, uh, that's what yes. happened there. But um, I have two short things. Firstly, this last weekend was horrible for me because I have these... I have very visceral reactions when I see body kick KOs and when I see leg breaks. And I feel like I got my share this weekend. That Morgan Cherrier uh, KO kind of threw me off. My God. Okay. Uh, but other than that, I want to say, I feel like we've seen this before with, uh, not with Manuel Cap, but with, but with uh, Shooter Box. Uh, uh, guys coming in on sh- short notice to ruin the party. I feel like it was in July, I feel, uh, where a guy from the Shooter Box Academy came in and ruined the party for, uh, on short notice. I don't remember the fight, and I'm kind of seeing the same that you're seeing with Manuel Cup, that he's kind of overlooking this dude. And this is, a, as a, no matter what, this is a tough dude. You can't just overlook him like that. Uh, but if Malakap gets away with it, I will say this is suddenly a much more intriguing matchup than it already was with Kaikara France, actually. I think I didn't realize that it was that, um, I wouldn't say venomous, but you know what I mean. Like It seemed very, very hostile. And uh, I actually really want to see that fight now. So if... Manuel Cap gets it done. This fight is bigger than it was was before, and I think that who, no matter who wins it after that, will probably get a title shot because they get kind of pushed because of uh, how yeah how many feelings and how much this fight will get noticed when it happens. Uh, but that's basically it, Mike. Uh, body shot chaos. Fuck nah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 Morgan Cherrier. Vinish was nasty. That was nasty. Hurt him with the first one, and then instead of like going in and just, you know, kind of giving him the mercy ground and pound, he was just like, nope, stand up, and he punted him again in the same spot. It was just so nasty, man. Oof. Nasty stuff. Very, very nasty. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing that can happen to Midel Cop is that he doesn't blow the doors off this guy. Like, he's... Like, we can't... This is a situation, especially with, with, the, with the energy levels and the attitude. He needs to, he needs to beat the shit out of this guy. Like he, that's what he needs to do. He needs to go out and blow the doors off 
Felipe Dos Santos. And Felipe's a tough dude. Certainly doesn't have the experience that Menal Cop has. He certainly hasn't fought anywhere near the level of competition Menal Cop has. And to me, experience matters, and that's why I think Menal wins, and I think he does have a lot of frustrations here. But you're right. That team has been known to play spoiler. We've seen some some close performances. We've seen near upsets. We've seen upsets. You can't overlook anybody in this sport. Kids 22. Kids 22, again, there's very few things more dangerous in this sport than a guy fighting a dude that's getting overlooked with nothing to lose. And Felipe Dos Santos has nothing to lose on Saturday, taking this fight on short notice. So it's a good opportunity, but it is also a really good opportunity for Mel Cop to knock the rust off. He needs to beat the he needs to beat the hell out of this dude. Anything less than that, he's gonna get looked, he's gonna get frowned upon. And especially in a division like Flyweight, which is like kind of a hardcore fans division, you want to get people on your side. You want to get people being like, hey, I want to see this guy fight for the belts. I want to see this guy fight this guy. I want to see this dude fight Brandon Royval or Brandon Moreno or all that. But if he goes out and wins a 29-28 decision and the story is, wow, Felipe Dos Santos gave Manel Cop everything that he could handle, that ain't good. That is not good at all. So it is imperative that Manel Cop not only win this fight, but he probably has to get him out of there. Probably has to get him out of there. Dude's really talented, but you got to make a statement. When you talk like that and you act like that, you got to back it up. And if you can back it up, power to you. But if you go out and you win a splitty, that ain't helping your chances at all. So we'll see how that plays out. But I'm with you. I didn't. I did not love the energy. Did not love it. Mikey, hello. And that that was just. It was very timid by all measure, and with the exception of Manel Cop absolutely losing his handle. I don't. What's so funny is that I don't even understand where he's coming from in the sense of like, why are you so mad at Kai Car France for pulling out for a very legitimate reason? It just makes you. And I like Cop, but his this stance that he took of like, I understand you're frustrated that people have pulled out of fights against you. But you literally got mad at you literally he literally wanted Kai Carfans to fight him off fucking Kunshin, basically, which is stupid. Like why would anyone do that? And two, I mean, like, if he's trying to be a quote unquote heel, then he it's working because between all the derogatory things that he says on social media, not just uh Kai, but just like pe- other fighters in general, it was weird. And then I mean, I'll tell you what, if, it, if he's trying to be a heel, pissing off, Ky- getting mad at Kyle France in Australia to the point where Israel Adesanya has to confront you, that, I mean, it, it that, that was that was really wild. And, of course, Taito Ivasa made the moment even better by, like, standing in between them and, like, things like, if you guys saw his reactions, like, guys, guys, calm down. It, it's kind of hilarious. And as for Sean Strickland, it's, it's so funny. Sean Strickland... M- Proved to the point about how phony he is because, like, that dude walked into that presser seemingly, he seemingly was like ready to get booed out of the building. And then people cheered him, which was strange. And then so he started to try and pander to them, talk about these and my people. I'm just like, good lord, man, this guy does not know. 
I mean, like I said, he's playing with house money. Who cares? But I just find that very, very, very interesting that people in Australia were still cheering him despite all the horrible things he says. And the fact that he kept trying to push the Chinaman thing with Izzy was just, dude, stop trying to make that happen. It's it's really dumb and really, really stupid. And um, yeah, the, the big... The, I will say, I think my my least favorite thing about the card. People talk about the quality of the card. I know that's subjected to a lot of people. If people think the main core main pay per view card sucks, I appreciate that. But I just my biggest gripe with the card was there's no women's fights on it, and I can't believe that that I, I that's that's really disappointing to be honest. But um, but yeah, anyways, you guys want another? It'll be a great fight week. You guys around? Well, I mean, to be fair, there was supposed to be a women's fight on this card, but Casey O'Neill injured her nose, so she's out. Um, we're supposed to get Casey O'Neill, Viviani, Arruja on this card, so they did try to get a women's fight on it. It just, just didn't happen. So uh, we're at a nice tight 12 fights. Pretty good. But yeah, here's the, here's the other thing about COP that a lot of people aren't talking about. That whole exchange is only going to make the UFC want to rebook that fight. No matter what happens on Saturday, Manel could go out there and get a seven-second knockout. And Manel's going to say, I want the title. I want Royval. I want this guy. And the UFC's going to say, nah, dude. We have this whole – we have all these clips of you guys going back and forth in the crowd, Kai flipping you off, and you calling him a P-word and all this other stuff. The UFC is going to book that fight. It's probably going to be a five-round main event somewhere on a fight night card. That's going to be Manel's next fight. Whether he wants it or not, that's going to be the fight he's going to get. More than likely. Because Kai, it's not like Kai's out for a year. He's probably going to be able to fight by the end of this year. Early next, at the latest. So, I think Kai, I think Manel's kind of talked himself into a fight with Kai Car France, regardless of what happens on Saturday. So that's, that's another thing to keep in mind. And the Strickland thing... Like, look, he's a, Strickland doesn't pander to anybody. He literally is just him. And he's just going to go with the flow. Like, he's got – like, Dana White went to the Contender Series post-fight press conference. Like, Sean Strickland's never going to punch another fan again. And then, like, three hours later, shows up at the open workouts and spars a fan and punched him in the face, like, five times. And there's no punishment, no nothing. So, Sean just goes to the beat of his own drum. And I think that's what a lot of people respect about him. It's what, why a lot of people loved the Diaz brothers, because they are just unequivocally who they are. Whether you love them or not, they just, they are who they are. So there you go. I mean, Sean has drummed up interests. He's drummed up interests. But he ain't going to win. <laughs> like, he's not going to win this fight. It's just a matter of how he loses to me. Is he going to get 50-45, like the Cannoneer fight? Or is he just going to get pissed off and blow the doors off of Sean Strickland a la the Paulo Costa fight? Remains to be seen. I do have the under two and a half in that fight, by the way. Uh, Daniel, hello. Hey, Mike. Heck of a morning to you. Um, the last caller i guess for the most part kind of touched on it just for a second but I, I was also really surprised that people in australia were cheering for sean strickland i mean i was thinking they were gonna you know boom out the building and uh 
I, I was just surprised by that. And also just, you know, every single time that Izzy's on a card with other Australians or other people, I just feel like he doesn't even get as big of a pop. I mean, obviously people are cheering more for Ty Tuivasa and stuff. Um, I, I, I don't know. I was just, just curious on your thoughts about Sean Strickland actually getting like cheers like that. Once again, I really thought he'd be getting some booze there. Um, and then also you mentioned that you're going to be placing some bets on this card. Mike curious, what else do you have on the table? Thank you. So here, here's like a point that not a lot of people remember. Okay. New Zealand and Australia are two different places. They're not the same. They're not the same. So Izzy's from New Zealand. City Kickboxing's in New Zealand. It's not the same place. They are, pro- they are in the same region, of course. But they're not in the same place. So that could be part of it. Maybe Izzy just isn't really over with the Australian crowd. I don't know. You see, like, a lot of Irish fans kind of have turned on Conor McGregor. Like, he's beloved by a lot, but, you know, some people are just like, eh, kind of over it. You know what I mean? So it, it could be that. And plus, like, the fans that are going to show up to the press conference are not going to be in the building. Like, some of them will be, but ticket prices are super high. And, like, these events are free. And if you want to be a part of it, like, you just have to show up. So, like, that same energy may not be the same on fight night. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I thought it was super interesting that Sean was getting cheered and not getting booed out of the building, and Sean just kind of ate that shit up. As far as other bets, um, let me pull them up real quick. I mentioned the Manel Cop bets. I have tied to Ivasa by knockout. Not truly confident in that, but I feel like the value's there. Um, I got like a small bet on Tyson Pedro. Izzy Strickland under two and a half. Izzy over four and a half points. I have a sprinkle on Izzy by sub at plus 1600 because the man likes to will things into existence and he keeps talking about wanting to submit Sean Strickland. I have very, I have like no confidence in that bet. It is like the smallest bet I've ever made in my life. But dude keeps saying, I'm going to go out and submit him. All right. Be a man. If you're, if, if you like to will things into existence and he's got a good track record, let's take a shot at it. Why the fuck not? And then I got a couple of parlay. I might go the Tai Tuivasa Volkov fight under one and a half, but I haven't really pulled the trigger on that yet. Um, and then, like, I have kind of like the same parlay, but just like a different back leg. Uh, Hak Paras, Cop, Carlos Olberg is one, pace plus 109. The other one is Hak Paras, Cop. Izzy pays minus 132. So that's that's where I'm at right now. I ain't putting a lot of money on this. I can tell you that right now. Um, but for the sake of entertainment and for the sake of the watch party and our friends at DraftKings, we'll play the ponies a little bit. Why the hell not? Let's go to CV. What up, CV? Yo, Mike. Heck of a morning. Um, first off, uh, we need more uh, softball stories from you. Um, I didn't <laughs> know you are I didn't know you're out here rolling like Derek Jeter on the field. Um, anyways, uh, just two quick questions for me. Um, first off, um, I was watching uh, Jane, uh, James Lynch's uh, live stream the other day, and um, he, he, he was saying that for his uh, Discord members that um, um, he had a scoop that um, uh, Leon versus Colby would uh, be happening at an interesting destination. Uh, that's what he said. Um, do you have any insight on this? And could this be the Toronto main event in January? And um, second question, um, uh, let's talk about the, 
the Bobby Green uh, Grant Dawson uh, main event announcement. Um, yeah, pretty pretty random matchup, I would say. Um, I guess Grant Dawson couldn't find somebody in the top ten of fight. Um, I think the fight's gonna be fun, regardless. I mean, um, Bobby Green's always scrappy, but I think Grant Dawson probably rolls rolls over him, right? Um, probably would love to see Grant Dawson versus uh, Benoit Saint Denis instead, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Thanks again. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the Saint Denis fight does a lot for Grant. Bobby's not a ranked guy, but Bobby has a big following. Bobby's a very popular fighter. He's gotten over quite a bit over the last couple of years. And Bobby brings attention to fights. And they're giving Grant a main event opportunity. Now, I, I saw a lot of people being like, oh, this is a fight nighty main event. Like, this is not a main event. What would, like, what would you rather have? Have you looked at that card? You know what You know what would have been the main event if they didn't put this fight on the books? Drew Dober versus Ricky Glenn would have been the main event. So we get a... We get an up-and-coming lightweight against a very popular lightweight, potential five-round fight. Let's see what Grant Dawson can do. Can he make the weight relatively quick? He's had struggles. He seems to be getting better, hopefully. But he's a big-ass dude, and he's fighting uh, the, one of them. I don't know. I think it's the most experienced guy he's ever fought. And Bobby's a dog, man. Bobby's a dog. So I don't mind it. We could, it could have been worse, people. It could have been worse. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Softball stories, there'll be more, I'm sure. Yeah, dude. See, like I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty excited guy. When the camera's on, I just do my thing and I'm me. Uh, but on the softball field, it's like getting locked in the cage, man. Like I'm just, I jump in the time machine like 20 years, and I dive all over the field. I have like, my knees are just like scabbed up from like diving all over the field. And those fields are not like, it ain't dirt. You're playing in gravel pretty much. And I'm just elbows, knees, just a mess. And like someone was like, oh, just wear base, just wear baseball pants. Cause I always wear shorts and would just still dive. And of course, like the first game I wear baseball pants, dude hits a shot up the middle. I dive full extension, pants ripped, pants ripped, big hole in the knee, bled, bled right through him. But put me on the softball field, mess around, get a triple-double. Hello. Panda, what's up? <laughs> My man, Mike, of course. That'll happen on the softball field, especially if there's some, uh, some adult beverages going on out there. Uh, two questions for you. One, it looks like on November 18th, if you open up ESPN and or any of your awesome uh, UFC, MMA, even MMA fighting, it looks like John Jones versus Steve Miocic is on the books right now at the moment. There's like four other fights are there. Obviously, it was mentioned in that press conference that John doesn't want anything to do with Kobe and doesn't want to sell him. So as that fight keeps going on and on, I am going to assume that that fight might not happen this year unless it does end up happening in December. And that was kind of like a long angle pre uh, pre log. If anything, can you confirm that Jones and Stipe is on for November eighteenth? And then uh, secondly, this is a little mean, but is this the worst pay per view of the year? Thank you, Mike. On paper, it's pretty. It's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Two eighty eight was pretty bad. Um, Two eighty nine was pretty bad. Like, it ended up being really fun, but on paper, 289 was not very good. 
288 was pretty bad on paper and was not great in execution either. So it's going to be close. I, I think we kind of have to wait and see how this plays out. I think we're going to get a, like a lot of – like we have a lot of finishing potential on this main card. So this could be one of those ones where you just get like five big finishes. So it's very possible. Very possible. So it could end up being a more entertaining watch than 288 was because 288 was kind of a slog, if we're being honest. The Colby thing, yeah, I have no idea. Honestly, I have no clue. I have no clue what's going to happen. They have that, that one is pretty tightened up. Um, I love James Lynch, so maybe he heard something. Uh, I have not heard those things. I don't know. Remains to be seen. Again, we don't know what's happening in December. Like, without knowing what's happening in December, like, we can't even put the puzzle pieces together. Like, is Connor going to fight? Is he not going to fight? Is Sean O'Malley going to fight Cheeto in December? If so, that's probably going to headline. Where does that where does that leave that fight? Where does that leave Yuri versus Alex? Like, there's there's lots of unanswered questions here. So that I mean, that fight could just pop up anywhere. Toronto would seem like the weirdest place on the planet to host that fight. It would just seem it'd be as weird as Abu Dhabi to host that fight. Like New York would make sense. Colby's head, Colby's headlined in New York a couple of times, or he's he's fought in New York a couple of times. There's a lot of English fans that are in New York, so it'd be like a good spot for it. But Toronto, like putting the Englishman against the diehard American in Toronto, it just seems weird. Like Yuri and Alex would make more sense. Because, like, you know, they're not from Canada, but it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just a fun-ass fight. It's not the same. You know what I mean? You just throw those two fun-ass dudes beating the soul out of each other. You can put that fight freaking anywhere. But Colby Leon, I think you have to be a little, a little more specific with it. I don't know. Maybe he does end up in Toronto. I mean, do you th- I'm sure the Toronto fans would be like, cool, we're getting Leon versus Colby. But, I don't know, it just seems like kind of a weird spot for it, but... Maybe they'll hold off to they go back to London next year. I don't know. But we'll see. Hopefully we get an announcement. And by the way, yes, Jones Stipe is official. Uh, they announced – when did the hell did they announce that? International Fight Week, I think they, they made that official. But now tickets are on sale. Tickets sold out fast, the pre-sale. Um, a lot of tickets sold. And I, I got a lot of DMs from people. Uh, ain't cheap. Ain't cheap. Someone, was set, someone screenshotted me like, balcony tickets like up in the the upper end was like seven hundred dollars holy shit balls but that place is gonna sell out they're just printing money right now when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Cole, what's up? Morning, Mike. I knew you had to get a kick out of Dana saying, I don't like it when guys turn down fights when he's the bozo who booked 
Tremekis to fight two months before we wanted him to turn around and fight Izzy. Um, but yeah, just I just want to know, like, when you're doing your uh, matchmaking show, on to the next one, what kind of like list or chart do you have in front of you when like you're looking at who's all booked, who's who, like when you're looking at these fighters who are like not ranked and you got to look something up to find a full roster of people in the UFC. I'm just wondering, like, what do you go to for that? Um, but, yeah, you think Dylan Dennis is finally – or actually going to show up? Like, what are your vi- your new vibes on that last couple weeks? Um, that's all I got. I, I don't know with Dylan, man. Your guess is as good as mine, but – now there's a reported lawsuit against him from – Logan Paul's fiance. There's just I don't know. It's it just the whole thing's been ugly, and I, honestly, at this point, I'd rather see Logan Paul, and Mike Perry, than Dylan Dennis. So put Mike Perry in there. Let's watch those two box. I'd be much more into that, and uh, the interest would be much higher for that fight than than Dylan Dennis. Like people want to see Dylan Dennis get his clock clean, but you know, I kind of respect the gimmick of booking a bunch of fights and then just not showing up to them at this point. So, yeah, man, I, I don't know. The Dana thing, I mean, this isn't the first time he says it. It's not the last. Like, he had a plan in place. Winner of that fight was going to fight in this one. And the dude signed the contract in order for that to happen. And it ain't fair, but it's what Dana wants. And now Sean Strickland steps in as the dude and – Sean's going to get praised for it. Sean stepped in on two months' notice to fight this guy, and Izzy stepped in on two months' notice to fight this guy. So they're going to get put over. Drickus is going to get dumped on. And if I'm Drickus Duplessis, man, that dude better get on a flight to Sydney, and he better be sitting in that crowd because if he doesn't, that's a miss and a half. That's a miss and a half. Because we are a month and a half away from Hamza Shamaya fighting Paulo Costa. And if Hamza blows the doors off Paulo Costa, poor DDP might get, might get jumped over here. Uh, which is w- with the way that the political game works. And if Izzy no-sells DDP and looks at Shamayev, he's already been mentioned in Shamayev, could be very bad. Could be very bad. So... He better get his ass to Sydney. DDP, that is. Adib, what's up? Everything's good. Um, I actually wanted to ask you about this card. I know we're talking about Sean Strickland and what he's done, but I really don't think there's any bust to this card because apart from Sean Strickland, there's really not much going for this card. In fact, I'm more excited about the next week card, which features obviously Grosso versus Shevchenko. And we also have um, Jack Della Maddalena versus Kevin Holland. That card seems more exciting than this pay-per-view card. So, yeah, apart from the main event, there's really not much that I'm excited about. I don't know if you feel the same way, but, um, yeah, there's just no buzz to this card. So, yeah, just let me know what your thoughts are on this card. This is a Sydney card. This is a card for the Sydney fans. That's that's all it is. And if you want to spend 85 bucks on it, you can. You got one of the biggest stars headlining. 
probably going to be what appears to be a showcase fight. This is for that crowd. I mean, the fact that they sold out this thing with just Taito Ivasa, Alexander Volkov on the card is ridiculous. Just shows you how hot the product is right now. Now, would we feel, look, even with the fights that they lost, even with Casey O'Neill and Viviani Araujo, even with Kaikar France Mel Cop, like that, with those two fights, like this is a different looking card. It's a, there is more buzz to, to it with those fights on there. But losing Kai and then losing O'Neill, and it's just not the same. Like we just had, we just had three pay-per-views between the first week of July and the middle of August, and now we have another one. We had two ninety, which is International Fly Week. Two ninety one, there was a ton of buzz behind. Two ninety two, there was a ton of buzz behind. Two ninety four, there's buzz. Two ninety five is obviously buzz. We don't know what's going on. Two ninety six, like they can't all be winners, and this is just one that's not a winner. I will say, like, for for the quality of the card, like, this is a good Sydney card, even with what we lost. And you take Izzy and Strickland off, and, like, if Ty Tuvasa, Alexander Volkov was the main event, and this is a fight night card, like, the building would sell out. The building would sell out. It would still be the same. The crowd's still going to be as electric. It's, it's going to be the same. Tuvasa, Volkov's going to be fun. Tafel, Austin Lane, someone's getting knocked out. Tyson Pedro, Turkal, just either going to be a quick finish or a war. I love the Carl Solberg down Jung fight. Jack Jenkins, Chepe Mariscal is going to be fucking insane. And there's like just some kind of interesting matchups here. But I mean, look, it, it, they can't all be, they can't all be 295. They can't all be the Jones gone card. They can't all be 287. Like, they just can't all be that. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of buzz locally for the card. Did you hear the press conference people? Holy shit. They were, they were on fire. They were all over this thing. But, yeah, it's, it's not great. So, what well, my recommendation is if you don't want to spend the 85 bucks, uh, you can jump on the watch party. Watch with us. Uh, New York Rick, who I see in the, in, in the room right now, he will be joining us for the main event. I'm pondering whether or not to reveal who will be joining us for the co-main event. Um, let me tell you, the MMA fighting crew is incredibly excited about this guest. I might be the most excited. At least I thought I was. GC might be even more excited for the man who will be joining us for the co-main event. And if you guys guess it, then I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. How about that? Uh, Riley, Hello. Thanks for you. Uh, one about last week. Uh, do you think Rose hurting her finger in like the first 10 seconds or whatever could have maybe played a part as to why she's being so lost? Um, I feel like she then after she loses, we don't hear from her for a while, as you said. Uh, so do you in the first 10 seconds sort of gave her like an excuse to lay back on and feel like like I didn't get 30 20 I wouldn't have gotten 30 27 or whatever if I uh was fully healthy 
Uh, and then secondly, I just wanted to ask, do you have any idea how many people Eugene is going to have to corner? I feel like it's uh, a shit ton, and it feels like it's even more brutal than when uh, Jason Whitman had to corner like three title fights in one card. Football season starting today. Uh, I'm a huge Jets fan. Always hated the Patriots. So just wanted to say the Patriots think and J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Have a heck of a morning. Thanks. Yeah. How you going to feel when Aaron Rodgers shits the bed? How you going to feel when that happens? Look, I got no hopes for the Patriots. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I just want to see Mac Jones play better than his rookie year. If he does that, like, if he plays better than his rookie year, because he stunk something awful, I could still smell the stench from Mac Jones last year. Like, all the way in South Carolina, I could smell it. And I could still smell it. But if he comes out and, and just does better, because his rookie year is pretty damn good. All things considering, like, everything he had to, like, kind of replace, had a looming shadow of Tom Brady hanging over him, the greatest of all time. Uh, and I thought he performed well. He sucked last year. I like some of the moves they made at running back. They got no receivers at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't love the Patriots. Chance. Jets could be really good. They could be, uh, they could be a sneaky team. They could be a very sneaky team. The Rose thing, look, it's not a bad excuse. And I don't know if she's like necessarily using it as an excuse. Um, she kind of flipped the script on Manon which I thought was kind of funny, which is like, well, if I'm too small, why, why are you running away from me when I only had one hand? Like, well played. Well played. And I don't think she loses a ton from this. I really don't. I don't. And Eugene, I think, is there's like six or seven fighters on the card. I don't know the exact number, but I am speaking to somebody a little bit later on today. Um, who may be able to provide the answer to that question. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Let's get to, I see a few people in line. Uh, This will probably be the the last five callers. Uh, Druzy, go ahead. Druzy, you're muted. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. What's up? Okay, fantastic. So I called in on Friday or yeah, Friday last week, uh, talking about the Volk Taporia fight as it relates to Holloway Zombie. And I think maybe I like worded it wrong or we got our wires crossed. I wasn't trying to say that Holloway Taporia should be next or should have happened instead of Holloway Zombie. I was mostly looking forward to the Volk Taporia fight. And I think I saw a line out there that Volk was like minus 200. And he was minus 300-something-ish for the Ayer fight. I think Volk should be, like, minus 400 against Aporia based on what we'd seen. And I could understand him only being minus 200 if Aporia had done something like beat Holloway. And I know he ran through Emmett, but Yair did the same thing, and we saw what happened there. So I was more so trying to get your thoughts on how a Volk-Aporia fight goes. Oh, yeah, no problem. Um I think I just kind of got triggered by the whole let's just skip Taporia's title shot and have him fight Volk thing. Because it, it wasn't even necessarily from you. It was just like a very common thing, that very popular take that was happening that I was just like, why? 
it's an interesting fight, man. It's an interesting fight. I mean, I'm, I'm not picking against Volk at all against like anybody at this point. So I think Volk will find a way to win, but Taporia is tough, man. And even if he loses, like it sets him back a little bit, but that dude's going to, that dude's going to be the champion. He's going to be the featherweight champion at some point. No doubt about it. Very, very confident that he will be the featherweight champion. So I would pick Volk. Dude's always got a tremendous game plan. His fight IQ is off the charts. His in-fight adjustments are off the charts. And Taporia, I mean, what a win that would be for him. He's off to the races if he beats Volk. So I like the fight. It's the best fight you can make right now for Volkanovski. So let's just do it. I want to see him fight a featherweight for a little while, and then we can go back to the Islam stuff once both guys defend the title a couple of times. Thomas, hello. Hi, Mike. First time calling in. I'm calling from Belfast, Northern Ireland. A couple of things I just want to do run by you. Um, first things first, for all American UFC and MMA fans, don't complain about the late-night finishes on the cards. Every <laughs> week, I sit at 5 to 6 a.m. in the morning to watch the full card and then watch the press conference after, so you can imagine how my Sundays go. Um, secondly, obviously, Sydney's going to be mental. The crowd will be great. Do you think the UFC has burnt out the London crowd? I went for the first ever time to a live uh, event. I went to UFC 286, and the crowd was insane. But since it's went downhill in London, I think, from, from watching. Um, I mean, first of all, respect to, to you guys for the crazy hours you have to put in to watch this sport. So, yeah, like, you know, sometimes we complain about a 10, a, a 10 p.m. fight night car with six fight main card and like a shitty main event. Um, but yeah, you, you guys get away worse. Have they burnt out the London crowd? Um, no, I don't think so. But I think it's more that, at least from the talks heading into the July car, was that they priced out the London crowd. Like those tickets are really expensive. And the ones that were going and, and bringing all the energy, asking them to to pony up that kind of money twice in four months is not easy. Not easy to do. And when you do that, it kind of hurts. Like, look at the um, look at the Brazil card, the Jamal Hill Glover Teixeira card. Same thing. They didn't sell that building out because they couldn't. People couldn't afford to go. It's like the big fans of the big energy, the ones that are chanting death to the non-Brazilian fighter. They were nowhere to be found because they couldn't get in the building, couldn't afford it. So I think that has a lot to do with it. And you know, not having Patty on the card hurt it, no matter how you feel about the guy. He brings brings people. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, there's a lot to it. It'll be really interesting to see what they bring to the table next time. But I don't think they, like, burnt out the London crowd. They were there a lot. They were there a lot. But, you know, a lot of the pl- complaints I heard about from the UK people when it related to the July car was that it was just way too expensive. They're like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not spending that kind of money to go to this card. Uh, we'll go to Octagon Blog. We'll go to Four Corner Sports. We'll go to Jackson. And if we have time, we'll get Toke back in here. I assume he is a guest for the Watch Party guest. Octagon uh, Blog, go ahead. Yes, how are you? Uh, you're Mike, right? Yes. Mike, how are you? Good, how are you, sir? Yes, uh, I have a little bit uh, a news. Uh, 
So October 28, uh, there will be a fight between uh, Tyson Fury and former UFC champion uh, Ty uh, Francis Ngannou. Uh, I will be at that fight and uh, you will see me at, uh, at uh, any kind of television or live stream because I will be near the corner or at the corner from Francis Ngannou. That's the news of, from my side today. Nice. Yeah. It is, and I will. I will wear my octagon block uh, T-shirt, so the UFC cannot stop me. UFC have no right to stop me. I, I have contacted X about this, and I have uh, didn't receive reply yet. But uh, I will update you uh, as MMA fighting as soon as I have reply from X. Awesome, man. Well, congrats. Enjoy. Yeah. Thank you. You too. All right. That'll be fun. That'd be a great event to go to. Uh, all right, Jackson, you're up. Four Corner Sports, you're on deck. What's up, Jackson? Hey, Mike. Uh, first of all, these Jets fans and some of these other jabrones, you got to get them out of here. I mean, absolute <laughs> clowns in here. Second of all, I got to pitch you probably the best idea you're ever going to hear in your life. This is a little bit random, but when I saw – zombie walking out of the cage and just him kind of crying and breaking down it's that kind of look you get when you know hey like my sports career my passion like it's done i don't want it to be done but it's got to be and i was thinking there's one more thing he can do where he's not going to get damaged he's not going to get hurt and he can still compete up until recently there were only two twisters in ufc history if bryce mitchell loses in september probably needs to take some time off anyway he doesn't fight that often as it is Put them in Kansas City, submission grappling, call it Twister City submission, whatever you want to call it. But that's what I want to see because I'm not ready for Korean Zombie to be done. And I feel like Bryce Mitchell like doesn't have much else to do. I say put the two guys with the Twisters, put them in there. And that's it for you, Mike. Have a good day. Hey, I love that idea. I'd rather see Zombie grapple than box, which is one of the things he was talking about. Uh, we'll see. Bryce Mitchell's got a big fight coming up September 23rd against Danny Ige. And it's going to be a tough fight for him. So, but yeah, I'd love to see that. I would love to see that. That would be very, very fun. But what a moment for Zombie. What a moment. Go ahead, Four Quarter Sports. Hey, Mike. So, I saw the, the press conference. Didn't think that Sean Strickland was going to get that loud of an ovation. If he's going to get that type of an ovation, any, uh, when he's going to step into the octagon on Saturday, then I say that they should put Sean Strickland inside um, the other two or whatever, th three, uh, what's it called, Sydney cars that they're going to be having in the next four years. Because in, what was it, Vegas, I don't think he got that type of uh, reaction. And obviously the Apex, it's, you know, it's a crapshoot. So... I was really impressed by that. I think Manel Kopp, um, all that anger that he has towards um, Ty Car France, I think is justified because if you have a concussion and the last thing you want to you want to be is around loud noises and stuff like that. And I could understand why he got mad at Ty Car France for showing up at the press conference. I recently had a concussion not that long ago, and it took me about I want to say maybe like four four to six weeks. Um, and it was just it was just aggravating, like loud noise and stuff like that. I try not to, you know, try not to have the TV on too loud. So I was very surprised to see Kai Car France there. 
So maybe the, his concussion actually, you know, progressed a, a lot quicker than than normal. Um, but he's got a tough task uh, with uh, what is it, Dos Santos or Santos, the guy from the shoot boxing. I, I mean that that kid, what's it called? That whole that whole camp is pretty wild. Wouldn't be surprised if he puts the lights out on uh, Manel Comp if Manel Comp isn't you know too focused. And then lastly, um, I recently was able to get um, what's it called pre-sale tickets for the for the MSG card. Man, it is expensive. Um, me, me and my girlfriend are going, and we ended up spending in close to for two tickets, like twenty four hundred. So it, it is expensive. It wasn't that expensive last year, but I guess they bumped up the prices just because of the fact uh, Jones is on the card. All right, that's all I got to say. Thanks, Mike. Ben, yeah, it's uh, oops, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, I, I saw very expensive stuff. Very expensive. It's not easy being a MMA fan right now when everything is going on and there's big fights and you have big names and all that. Sorry, I'm doing I'm doing like multiple things at once. And then I kind of touched on all that other stuff. So yeah, Sean, like look, Sean is just one of those guys. Just people respect. I mean, we we talked about the Diaz brothers. I ain't comparing Sean Strickland to the Diaz brothers, but Sean is who he is. The Diaz brothers are who they are. Sean ain't going to change for anybody. Sean has no pressure on him in this fight. None. This is zippity-doo-dah. So he can just flow. He can just get after it. And he's playing with house money. like Straight up house money on Saturday. And Cop's going to end up fighting Kai Car France. That's what, that's what this is all going to lead to. He's just not, he's not going to get what he wants. He's going to end up fighting Kaikara friends. DC Betts, hello. Hey, what's up, Mike? You can hear me? Yeah. All right, cool, brother. Um, really quick, before I forget, I wanted to give a shout-out to Viking MMA. Um, I was listening, I think it was last week, you know, he was saying he can't breathe or something like that and just talking about how he's feeling bad. And, you know, every time I hear him, I'm always, I'm always talking to my radio and I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, keep your head up, Viking. But I just wanted to say it out to him, you know, keep your head up, bro, whatever you're going through, we all do it. Um, don't let it get you down, you know. But um, for my question, I just wanted to ask uh, real quick, because I'm kind of blanking on it. Um, who do you got in the Jack Della and Kevin Holland fight going down next week? I'm really excited for that one. Thank you, Mike. Have a heck of a morning. Thanks, man. Man, it's a, it's a good fight. It's a good fight. I'm going to have to look into it a little bit more and see what the betting lines are. I mean, they're pretty tight. Kevin Holland's a slight favorite, minus 118. JDM, minus 102. Um, it's about where I would put it. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting fight. Kevin decides to wrestle in this one and is like the offensive wrestler because Kevin's not a bad wrestler from an offensive standpoint. He ain't great defensively, as we've seen when he was at 185. And I think you probably learned a lot about JDM and some of his the holes in his game in his most recent fight. So it's a good test. I, I love this. I love the fight a lot. Seems like a weird card to put it on, but why the hell not? You know what I mean? Why the hell not? Right now, 
It's tough. I mean, it's a it's a fifty fifty fight for me, but it's a huge one for JDM. Huge one for him because this division is we're seeing we're seeing guys climb the ranks very quickly. JDM is a guy that like we're seeing Ian Gary, seeing Shafkat, some of these other guys at one seventy, and. I'm not saying like the hype behind JDM has completely subsided, but that last performance gave people a little bit of pause when it comes to him. So this is a huge fight for him. And Kevin Holland, like Kevin's just him. He just, just likes to fight and make money. It's not about titles. It's not about climbing the ranks. Like would he love to do that? Sure. Would he love to get a title fight? Sure. Would he love to have him on a pay-per-view? Absolutely. But does he care about all that? No. So it's not as big for Holland. It's this is a huge fight for JDM, massive. So we will see, but I tend to lead towards experience, quality of competition, and Kevin has both of those things in spades when it comes to their UFC runs. All right, real quick, Toke, and then I got to go. I'm I'm just gonna say it. It's you know, there's only one fighter that's going to get MMA fighting going. We all know who it is. It's Parker Porter. <laughs> You're damn right, Toad. You're damn right it is. You're damn right. Parker effing Porter. He's is hopping on the watch ever, party. man. <laughs> Can't wait yes. to watch it. You are damn right, Toke. It's happening. <laughs> MMA fighting went into a, just a stir. We have our own Paca Porter emojis in our Slack channel. That's how much we love Paca Porter. But he will be on the watch party for the Tai Tuivasa Alexander Volkov fight. It's going to be very exciting to catch up with Paca Porter. I haven't had, like, been on a screen or interviewed Paca Porter in it's been like seven or eight years. This is exciting stuff. This is very exciting stuff. So, yes, Paca Porter. And then poor New York Rick has to follow that. Um, the man is a pro's pro. Nothing gets New York Rick down. He's still going to show up for the main event and bring the ruckus as he always does, which is very exciting stuff. So, um, all right, we're done. Thank you very much. Now I'm all jacked up. Uh, BTL, 1230. And uh, we're bringing the ruckus for BTL as well. No, Pocket Porter will not be on BTL. Uh, Jed will be there. And Brian Campbell will be there as well. A lot of, a lot of crossover these days between the MMA fighting crew and the MK crew. So we're going to do it again. Jed and BC getting after it. Lots to talk about. 12.30 p.m. Eastern. We will see you then. And then tomorrow, it's going to be a very busy day. Some people have DM'd me this morning. Is there going to be a weigh-in show in the early morning hours for UFC 293? The answer is, with my best friend on staff, you bet your ass there will be. I think it's at 2 a.m. Eastern. A.K. Lee will be in the house. Getting you ready for that. Uh, Wayne show going down. As always, we'll have a preview show tomorrow afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, to get you ready for 293. And then Saturday, we're off and running, baby. We're off and running. We'll have a people's pre-fight show. I'm off to New York Saturday morning for the watch party. It's going to be a... May not be the best card, but we are going to treat it like it's the best card of all time here at MMAfighting.com. But as far as this show goes... Back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. We will see you then. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. And as always, have a heck of a morning, everybody.
listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Ability and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.